Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Story Box, where I, your host, Jay Phantom has the utmost privilege and honor to unbox the amazing stories of some incredible people from all walks of life and experiences. I'm delighted and grateful that you're here today. Now let's dive into the story box and hear more about our guest today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Storybox podcast. I am so thrilled that you're here today. My friends, this week is going to be a huge week of guests. Uh, my guest today is none other than Samantha Jade. Now, if you don't know who Samantha Jade is, she is an incredible woman. She is a an ARIA award-winning Australian singer, songwriter, and actress. She is the winner of the fourth season of Australian X Factor, where her coach was none other than Guy Sebastian. She subsequently has signed with Sony Music Australia and released her winning single, What You've Done To Me, which debuted at number one on the ARIA singles chart. She's also had an amazing career even before going on X Factor and winning that. She did the soundtrack with JoJo for the uh, 2004 film Shark Tale. Shark Tale. Uh, she also recorded the title track, Step Up, for the 2006 dance film, Step Up. More recently, Samantha, in 2019, has released her fifth studio album. One of the songs, Bounce, the lead single from the album, uh, was released in 2020, and it it went nuts, like it went crazy all, all over the world. Um, this, my friends, is an inspiring conversation. Samantha and I go deep into her personal life and all the lessons and how she was brought up uh, and what her mother taught her um, when she was going through a difficult battle. And you'll hear more about that very shortly. But I need you all to do me a huge favor. If you do get something from this, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can watch the full episode on YouTube as well. So make sure you go and do that if you want to see everything in the, in the flesh. Uh, if you do get something from this, please leave a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts goes a long way, like I keep saying, to spreading awareness and helping more, uh, reach more people pretty much. So I am grateful for you guys. So without me going on and on and on, let's dive into the story box and hear Samantha Jade's story. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Hopefully I didn't butcher that introduction too much. Uh, no, that was all right. Except the child model thing. I feel like that is so funny because I, I've been told that before and I know it's on my Wikipedia 
Um, but it's so funny because I did modeling as a kid, but it was basically just like pretending you're walking down the catwalk and, wow. you know, learning things about confidence and things like that. But child model, I always think like those pageant kids yep. Yep. and it definitely wasn't that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good thing we cleared that up. <laughs> I like it. Absolute pleasure to have you here. I'm really, really looking forward to actually hearing your story. Uh, before we dive into all that, I usually have one question that I love asking people to start off with, and that is, what does success look like to you? Good question. Um, I feel like success is not what people would think that I would think it is. Um, I think success for me is is happiness, is being content, truly content to, um, to where I can sit down in my silence and be happy. Mm. Where did this idea of success come from for you? Was it more of a gradual thing over time or was there like a catalyst Definitely. moment somewhere in your life? I think it was, I think over time with obviously the journey of the, of the ups and downs. Um, and I think when I was younger, I definitely thought success was, you know, much more of a, a work thing, you know, and that it would be, you know, monetary or, um, success in how many records I'd sold and things like that. And then I think, you know, once I lost my mom and, and that was a huge moment for me and, and other things I'd gone through, I feel like I, I understood that success was so different. Mm. You mentioned, I guess, uh, before you lost your mum that you thought success now is towards happiness. So I'm curious, yeah. what are the things that make you happy? I feel like I am pretty simple. Um, <laughs> people may differ with their thoughts on that but for me I mean my puppy as you can see him here he's crazy but um being with my puppy being with my best friends being with my family a night on the couch with my partner watching a movie like truly that is happiness for me being around the people I love that is when I'm my happiest um obviously music I love my my work I love singing there's nothing that can give me the same feeling Mm. as I get on stage. It's a completely amazing feeling that you just, I can't even explain it. It's, um, it's just amazing. And I think that that feeling of when I'm on stage and I can see that I'm touching people with my voice and songs that I've written, that brings me happiness. Mm. So having said that, this may be a harder question to answer, but we'll see how we go. So this is... <laughs> What do you think the difference is between being happy versus being joyful? Oh, wow. I think for, just for me personally, mm. joyful for me is when I'm more that happy, giddy, happy, right. you know, like when I'm on stage dancing and when, you know, I'm, we're all laughing and when we're, you know, playing games with my family and we're all having a, a great time and cracking up and and then happiness is more for me is more being content yeah like looking around and being like okay that may not be great and and I'm working on this and I've got to deal with that later but I'm I'm happy and mm. I, I'm okay to say that I'm happy mm. I love how you brought happiness to contentment I sort of reverse it a little bit I sort of have joy as contentment 
because okay. I, I, I use joy like my dog, our old German Shepherd dog actually taught me the real meaning of joy. It's this state of being. And we, we actually appropriately named her Joy because when oh. we lost our, yeah, yeah. When we lost our uh, very first German Shepherd, when I was eight years old, we were miserable. So when she came into our life, she brought us back to a state of, of joy. joy. And yeah. we're like, hey, your name, your name is Joy because no matter if we got upset, angry at her, she would just be in the same state as she always was. Just yeah. constantly giving us the this utter sense of uh, relief and contentment yeah. and joy and, and happiness as well. So I always <laughs> used to say that a joy is a state of being that I choose to be in because yeah. it was my dog's choice. So therefore, it's my choice to be joy-filled. And then out of that comes the emotional side of things, which is happiness. So yeah. make me happy, like drinking water, like speaking to you, you know, doing <laughs> those sorts of things that yeah. that's happiness, which is, you know, there's chemicals and <laughs> all that fun stuff. Yes. Yes. But I'm, I'm curious about, you mentioned there for a moment. Now we're going to get a little bit more serious. If you, I don't mean to bring up old wounds and, and talk about that stuff, but you mentioned that you lost your, your mum there and I want to be able to share the story behind that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a huge story. Um, I, I was, I was really young. I was 26 turning 27. Um, and my brother was 18, not even 17. Um, my other brother was 20, I think, or 19. And, um, and my mum was always one of those really healthy, like, you know, goji berries and almonds kind of girl, <laughs> you know, always onto the latest health food fad and, um, loved long walks on the beach and didn't drink very much. Um, and didn't ever party or be crazy or anything. So she, it was a shock when we found, um, out that she had cancer and I, we found out in January and at Christmas, the Christmas just before that in December, we were at the house and everything was fine and she was, you know, running around and because um, I go to Perth for every Christmas, mm. picking me up, driving me places and we were, you know, having lunches and she was completely normal. And then she got a really bad cold um, to the point of like, you know, mums, they're always fine. They're like, I'm yeah. fine. I'm to the point where she actually called me and said, can you call my work? Cause I, I can't go in. I'm, I'm really unwell. And, um, and I'm actually quite worried. I'm, I'm pretty sick. And that worried me. Cause I was like, my mom's always just my mom and she's okay. Mm. I was like, that's crazy. And she went in with a cold to the hospital and basically they did like a scan kind of on her lungs. Cause it was quite a chesty cough. Ended up finding, um, cancer basically, in her um, breast that was actually benign, but it had spread. So it was kind of, she was riddled with it and it ended up being stage four. She was in palliative care. They gave her a few months to live and it was just, it was just so fast. It was so, so fast. And it was the biggest um, shock and the craziest life lesson mm. ended up being a crazy life lesson. Um, and, and just so tough on, on the family and how it's incredible in those situations that, you know, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me and, and my family and the hardest thing we've ever gone through. 
and also the thing that's brought us closest. Mm. So, yeah, it was just, I think it, it is the worst thing I've ever had to deal with in my entire life. <laughs> what was the life lesson that you learned when your mother went through all that and then eventually passed? Well, I, she was very spiritual, mm. very, very spiritual, very connected, um, always had been my whole life um, and never was someone to be like, you have to believe in this, you have to believe in that. She just believed that you believe in whatever you connect to. Mm. Um, and I think my faith definitely was stronger through it. I needed something to grab onto and I also felt I felt it being uh, it was stronger in that time. Um, and I think the life lesson was that there's so much more there's so much more I think to whatever this is um, and also that there are so many lessons to be learnt and I think that my my little theory through it was I feel like there was a lesson she was sent here to learn and I think she learnt it and I think that it was her time. She had said um, she kind of at some point, you know, through the cancer said, I, I feel like I am not ready, but I feel like I need more time with my children to make sure they know how loved they are. Yeah. And we, we truly had never felt so loved. And then the, I feel like the week of um, my brothers and I going like, oh, my God, the family's all back together and, and we just, you know, it's so crazy through this terrible time. We feel so loved and we feel so connected to each other. And then she passed. Mm. And so I do feel like there is something in that. Mm. You mentioned um, faith and, and spirituality. What, yeah. what does that really mean to you? Like what sort of faith do you hold on to? Well, I, I went to a Catholic primary school when I was younger. Then um, I, that was just, you know, school. My, the school was Catholic and my dad's side of the family were all Catholic. Mm. My mum was believed in anything, the universe, Jesus, Buddha. She just believed in a power. And so for me, I do feel like I believe in a power. I believe there's something. I know there's something because I felt it. Mm. Um, And I just believe there is, I suffer from anxiety. And when I go through my anxious moments, that power, that being, that light Mm. is always what brings me back and it tr- I truly connect to it I it's crazy in those times I go into this zone of just feeling like I'm tethered yeah mm. I know exactly what you mean I was brought up in a Christian household mum is a an astounding woman of faith and okay. has, has been all my life and um you know like your faith is an important part of your identity. And I understand about going through anxiety. I mean, I went through anxiety uh, all throughout year 11 and 12. uh, And they had to call an ambulance, I think, four times during during that stage because I thought I was having a heart attack. Really, I was just having a panic attack. attack, It was so bad. um, And I was complaining. And because when people say, you know, I've, I've had a lot of like health problems, so a lot of pain. So everyone thought that I was literally actually having a heart attack each of those times because I 
I had a lot of history before. So they're like, yeah. no, no, Jay, Jay wouldn't um, lie about this. He's really serious. So they call an ambulance, the ambulance does all the checks, and then they're like, no, Jay, you're having a heart, you're having a panic attack. Here's what you wow. do. You've got to just remember you to breathe. Yeah. And it's that very thing, right? Like you mm-hmm. hold on to your faith and that helps you get through. Mm-hmm. I believe in True. angels. I believe in God. I believe yeah. that Thanks. he helps you through. Yeah. And it's an amazing thing that when you're going through those, those moments of sheer and utter worry and panic, like I'm, I mentioned before that I had a issue with technology this yeah. morning. And, yeah. you know, you, get, you have those little moments of, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> and then yeah. you just, in, in silence, you just say, help. I need, mm-hmm. I need help. And then all yeah. of a sudden it just works out. Weirdly, it's like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a powerful, powerful truth that I think that when you hold on to it and when you really, the power of belief is in of itself is amazing. Oh yeah. All the time, you know, believing in something, it's, it's second to none. Like you can't, it's hard to explain, but when you believe in something, it is real. Absolutely. And it moves you to do things that you never thought were possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, like I was saying before with my mom, that reignited that for me because she was so sick and she was on her deathbed basically. Like she couldn't walk. She couldn't even, she went into like two comas through the whole thing. It was so crazy. Um, And we're just sitting by our bed going, oh, my gosh. And she would look at us and say, do you believe? And we're like, yeah. And she was like, no, no, do you believe? And we're like, yeah, we believe. And she's like, you have to believe. She's like, you have to believe. And when you believe, truly believe, you're going to be okay. She's like, I'm going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. She had this, it's like whatever it is, was like, listen, <laughs> it's going to be all right, okay? <laughs> you know. And she and they were like, tell them that it's going to be okay. And truly it reignited my faith and my, you know, ev- everything that I I always knew, I feel like you always know in your heart and your soul and your whatever you want to call it, your being, but it brought it back to being a thing in my life. Mm. Oh, that's powerful. I think. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that story. I mean, it, it's helpful to me in many yeah. ways because I, yeah. I can relate. You know, I lost my grandfather when I was 11 years old, my mentor. my. My idol, you know, like someone that I loved dearly. He died of a, he had a stroke and then was in the nursing home for um, seven, eight months after that and then ended up having another stroke and passed peacefully in his sleep. And then not long after that, ended up losing my grandmother. Um, Yeah, it was like if I was to share with you half the stories that my family's been through, you'd be like, what? Um, Yeah. But it's like one of those things, you know, I, I've learned to be grateful for every mm-hmm. single trial, challenge, mm-hmm. and it's taught me a lot about life, made yeah. more appreciative of what I have, not what yeah. I don't. And yeah. I, I think that when you lose someone, it gives you like a massive wake-up call that we're not guaranteed <laughs> of tomorrow. We are we're finite beings. We have... Mm-hmm. 
such a short time as this on this earth mm. used the very best of our ability. And I've seen your, and I've heard your work. It's uplifting. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm glad. I was listening to, I was listening to bounce. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fun one like gives you like a bit of a boost and, um, <laughs> but you've got all these amazing songs and I've always been curious about this idea of creativity and yeah. where this, where these songs actually come from. So my next question for you before we work our way, how you got started in all this is really what does creativity mean to you? I feel like creativity is something that you cannot force. Mm. It, it can't, because it, with sessions, with what I do is you go into a room a lot of the time and you're with people you've never met and you sit down and, you know, the label or whoever it is is like, all right, write us a song, write us a hit. <laughs> and that's just not how it works. It's just you, you can't do that. And sometimes creativity comes at the weirdest moments. Like, you know, I'll be walking my puppy and I will think of a lyric or I'll think of a um, melody or whatever it may be. Mm. And I do believe it's connected again to the higher power and whatever it is because it's so strange when I'm feeling a certain way and you know, it's, you go through life and you, you know, you wear your, your armor and you wear your smile and you, you know, you go through and you deal, mm. but your soul knows how you're really feeling and, and what you're truly going through. And I feel like sometimes I'll get these melodies or these song lyrics that come to me through something mm. that I'm like, that's weird. Cause that's exactly how I'm really feeling. You know, so it's, I think creativity, again, is from something mm. out there and I think it's filtered through to us and I, it's, a, it's an amazing thing, like being able to, to put, you know, write a song and put your thoughts into a song is, I love that I have been given the gift to, to be able to do that. Mm. And where did the inspiration come from to write Bounce? Bounce was a really fun one and I feel like that day, the day actually that it that I um, my friend actually said to me, I think you should write a song called Bounce. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, I, I, you know, like we're bouncing your step, you know, and we, we had just been kind of doing like a tour and so we'd been performing heaps and we'd been dancing heaps and, like I said, that's my joyful place and my happy place and, and it, it had just been such a nice experience and we were in such a, happy bouncy place mm. and so I wanted to write about that what gives you puts the bounce back in your step and my my um experience when I first met my fiance now was that you know it was it was at a time in my life where I'd lost my mom I was trying to figure out what life was after that and um <laughs> sorry and move into um the new space that I was I'd been dealt and you know he came into my life after that what quite like, I think it was a few, maybe, maybe nearly a year after that, but it was, he'd put a bounce back in my step, you know, and he, he gave me that, um, excitement again, that you kind of long to feel after you've been through something quite dark. How did you meet your now fiance? 
we actually know each other. We've known each other for years. We we knew each other through work. And so I'd known him for a really, really long time, but never um, ever thought anything of him in that way, truly. Mm. I just was like, oh, he's really nice. <laughs> and then I think after, it was after my mum passed away, you know, I was making my record and then he kind of came into my life after that and I saw like, more into my life after that and I saw, started to see him in a different light, mm. in a different way. And then um, now we've been together for nearly five years. Wow. So who who made the first move? Was it him or you? Definitely him. <laughs> definitely the first move. <laughs> Chased me down. <laughs> well done. Well done. To him. <laughs> Where did where did um, your inspiration come from for your your winning single? What you've done to me? What you've done to me? That was given to me. So when you win the show, they basically come to you with the songs. But I was really happy with that one because, I mean, it, I know it's about a relationship, but I felt like I could sing it about like what you've done to me, like what Australia ultimately had given me, like a chance. Mm. Um, so every time I sung that song, it was from a really nice place. Mm, it's such a powerful song. Like It is, I, isn't it? I remember when it first came out, I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's awesome. Really yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing <laughs> song. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that uh, single and same with Bounce as well because I think Bounce is, um, listen to it on, on Kiss and Nova. Each oh, time yeah. On. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> um, fun. You've also, okay, so what I want to do is go back a little bit and was singing always on the cards for you when, when you grew up? Did you always want to be your own artist and write songs? I did. I, I loved, like, I don't know if you remember video hits. Yes, like yeah, a, I do. Yeah. Remember video hits? I used to tape that, like, you know, where you'd put the tape in and you'd record it. And no I used way. to take that and watch the videos back, you know, the top like 20 or whatever countdown. And I would watch it back and be like, I just, I want to make a video one day and I want to be in my own video and I want to write my own album and I want to do a concert. And yeah, it was just always my, my dream. And, and I feel for people who don't know what they want to do. Cause I know my brother struggled a little bit with that, but mm. for me, I was so blessed that I knew from a very young age Mm. Didn't know how hard the industry was going to be though, <laughs> but I, I loved singing. And like I said before, what singing does for me and gives me, it gave me that then it was like mm. this, I unlocked this little, um, power, superpower that, mm. that gave me this incredible, like euphoric feeling. Mm. And then you, so I guess you, you went to school. Did you go to university at all? I didn't go to uni. I did want to. I did want to go actually study music and, you know, instruments and playing and all of that was my idea. And then um, I kind of got discovered when I was really, really young and had a chance to go to the States. And any singer knows, like, if you want to kind of make it in pop music especially, going to the States is the best option. Mm, so and you so can play, right? I did that. Yeah, yeah. And then I lived there for eight years. And what was your experience like in LA? Tough. It was tough. LA is a really tough place. Um, you know, it's it's um it's a weird place because it's always sunny 
and there's beautiful palm trees and and it, it looks you know everyone's like a barbie doll <laughs> and, a, and a ken doll like everyone's beautiful um and then there is a darkness about la because it is the city of um the city of i think broken dreams as well as dreams because everyone is there to make it and the people that know that and use that in the wrong way are very powerful so yeah it's a it's a tough city if you don't have a concrete base of family or, and friends or family or friends it, it, it will swallow you up mm. did you find that it swallowed you up a little bit i think it took away a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my um security mm. um a lot of my confidence when I came home, I was literally, I feel like a bit of a shell of a human. I had lost all of that. I mean, I think age does that too and life in general. But LA is ruthless. It's ruthless and you feel, you do feel like you are one in a million, <laughs> but not in the right way. You're just literally just one of the million. Yeah. Um, you know, so, Yeah. It definitely did. I was lucky. I always had someone. I had my parents there. And then when my parents moved, I had my partner at the time who was very supportive. Um, And then I had my best friend, um, Zach, who is like my brother, who is just an absolute incredible human. So I was always lucky I had an anchor at all times. Mm. So in saying all that, did you have any sort of little moments of success to say, look, I'm here for a specific reason. I'm actually going somewhere. Yeah. And that's what kept me there. And that's the thing about LA is that, you know, it's the weirdest city. You can have the darkest of days and then one phone call can truly change things. Mm -hmm. And so I did, I kept having those moments and that's what kept me there. Cause I was like, Oh, well, that's great. You know? And then it would kind of be like crickets for like two months and then it would be something else. But yeah, I did. I I got signed to a major label, which was, it was just tough. Um, the label was Jive Records and they had, you know, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and, uh, I think, um, Backstreet Boys and Chris Brown, like just people that I was like, Oh, I love these artists. I love their music. I love what they do. And, you know, if you want to do pop, that is the label you want to be signed to. So that was my first thing. Um, and then I worked on a record and David Getter, who's a crazy, amazing DJ. And I got a song on his album. And so it just kept being little things that I was like, Oh my gosh, this is great. But they weren't like, you know, through the space of eight years, they were small parts. (laughs) And then what, what ended up happening that sort of made you want to come back to Australia? I feel like I just hit a wall. I feel like I knew. Are you okay? I feel like I hit a wall. I I knew that. I knew my time was up. Mm. It's really hard to explain. I I just knew it. I was like, I I don't. I don't have it in me anymore mm. to keep trying, and I just kind of yeah. I was I was done. Mm. I was just done. I. I I need. I knew I needed my family, um, and I needed my my parents, and I needed the people who truly love me for me. Um, can you give me one second? Because my dog is eating something he shouldn't be eating. Hold on. You're right. What have you got in your mouth? 
What have we got now? Are you all right? There you go. It's eating my hair tie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I know I know the feeling with our dog. She eats pretty much everything. She Oh my gosh. And it's scary because uh, you're like, are yeah. you choking? Are you okay? Is everything all right down there? <laughs> it rocks. It's annoying. Oh, rocks, yeah. 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 Um but you knew your time was up. You come back to Australia and then you join X Factor. Yeah. So that was not a that was a that was a real thought out thing. I I was like, why is it not working for me? And you don't, you know, of course you can be like, oh, it's because of this and it's because of them and it's because, you know, but you have to at some point go, okay, but I am to blame as well. And what am I doing that's not working? Why, why? And what is it about, you know, the public that's, they're not getting me. And then I realized that the public didn't even know me. I had never been in the public eye. You know, it had always been that I was behind the scenes and I thought the next thing I feel like I need to do is show the public who I am and the way to do that is a TV show in Australia. Mm-hmm. And so I thought X Factor, I loved the X Factor. I loved the show. I feel like it made stars. I feel like every person I had seen from that show, like Leona Lewis and at the time Reese Maston and people like that, I was like, they're artists. You know, they they are real true artists and I feel like the show when you go on, if, if you have a clear vision of who you are, they just highlight it. Mm. And so that's why I, I decided to try out. And my parents were like, do it and then you'll not then it'll put you out of your misery. Like if that doesn't work, then you can think about what it is, but try it. Mm. And it ends up actually really working because <laughs> you won. <laughs> I, which is so nuts. Like I, I honestly truly like anyone who knows me would tell you like she every week I'd be like bye guys so nice to meet you like I would say goodbye to the cast the crew the catering I would be like I'm out I'm definitely going to get kicked out this week it was insane to me that I lasted to the end (laughs) wow I think it I think it's honestly incredible uh to be honest with you what you were able to come from and then still build upon and now look at you with you're signing with Sony Music Records. You've got all these new singles. You got, I believe, you've got a new album coming out. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Working on an album right now. And the thing with that as well is that, you know, you know, it, it's really hard to win, and then it's really hard to stay in the industry. Mm-hmm. That that's tough too. And I think that for me, like, I just had to keep going. Okay you got this far let's just keep going you know let's just keep it keep it going and and release release songs and just keep working <laughs> so i'm i'm proud to say that i'm still working in this industry because a lot of people it's it's tough it's a tough one to wake up every day and motivate yourself so what keeps you going every single day definitely the love i have for singing if you strip everything away the videos and the dancing and the the lights and the cameras and the action um the the love i have for truly singing it it trumps it all and and that's what keeps me going because i think about my joy and what truly gives me that feeling and it's only singing singing actual singing with just a piano (laughs) wow 
I think there's something truly remarkable about music and how music yeah. can, it's kind of like stories as well. Like with music, you're telling a story. Yeah. I'm like stories are at the heart of it, but then music yeah. is the emotion. Music exactly. plays to the soul and to the spirit yeah. and oh, yeah. the mind and it changes things. It, yes. It, it's astounding, honestly. And oh, music is so powerful. And don't you think as well when you're going through, say, something sad or something happy or whatever, and you listen to a song that's in that genre, in that mm. in that vibe of what you're feeling, it heightens every emotion because it, yeah. it's, it's so powerful and you can be so connected to it. Yeah. I remember when I was, I went through a stage of depression, like all the music I would listen to would be heavy metal, I couldn't stand screamo. I hated yeah. screamo, but it would always be this. Yeah, it was far too too much for me. Yeah. But like, it'd be heavy metal, hard rock, the most darkest songs you could possibly listen to, and that yeah. made me feel even worse. And I yeah, thought, okay. I thought it'd be my my escape, you know, and that would actually help me. But it made me feel even worse. And then when I came out of it, and I got rid of all the music, I started feeling so much lighter. And Good. that's what that's what music does to people. Yes. Yes. It has the power to uh, bring you to a place of even more depression, or can bring you out Definitely. of it. You know? Definitely, and that's you have to make the choice, the right choice of what you're listening to mm. at the time, in what you need at the time. Definitely, music is so powerful. I mean, even just instruments. Like sometimes I can listen to people. I've got friends that such incredible um, musicians mm. and just play a p- piano like solo and I could cry just from how they play and the places they go and it's so powerful. Mm. I think I was watching one of Guy Sebastian's uh, Instagram videos and he's just yeah. messing around on the piano. Oh, so talented. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. He's, and he play Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Guy as well, like he was my mentor obviously on the show and Mm. such a mentor in life as well. And he taught me, you know, because I was like, oh, I can't play an instrument. I've always wanted to play an instrument and, you know, never really did that and that's something I wish I did. And he said to me like, but your voice is an instrument. You need to learn how to sing using it as an instrument Mm. because, you know, if you put a little inflection on a certain word or put vibrato here or sing a bit softer there, it, it changes the way a lyric comes across. Yeah. And it's, it's really amazing. It's amazing how you can use your vocal cords as well and how powerful your vocal cords are. So powerful. Yeah, mm. uh, definitely. So I want to, I want to ask you a few more questions, Samantha, if you don't mind. So sure. this one, this one might be a bit hard to answer, but we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, okay. If you could ask a question to anyone alive or dead, who would it be? Why? And what question would you ask them? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Wow. Well, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, there are so many like people that I would probably say I'd, I'd want to know something about, like definitely, um, I love conspiracy theories, so I'd really love to talk to Marilyn and JFK and ask what was going on there, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. 
<laughs> but no. Um, you and the rest of the world. <laughs> right. I think I would definitely ask my mum what happens next. Wow. What is it? What, what, where did you go? Are you okay? Um, where are you? Like, what is it like? Cause I feel like we, you know, a lot of people and it's obviously very heavy, but mm. death and what happens in the afterlife is such a question. Nobody knows. And I'm, I'm like everyone else curious. And I just would, it's so weird to me that my mum knows do you know what I mean? Like she knows what happens and she's my mum. <laughs> so I would be like, okay, lay it out for me. What do I have to look forward to? <laughs> I think, you know, that's, that's where the faith really comes in because totally. you've got the faith to believe that your mum is in a better place, you know. Definitely. And that is something I definitely know. Yeah. I definitely know that. Like I... So obviously still have so many questions about where she is and what, how, and I think that our minds can't even conceptualise what's truly next. Mm. But I definitely know she's okay. I can feel that. Mm. I like that. That's powerful. Yeah. I think people needed to hear that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. If you were <laughs> to be given another chance at life, what would you do differently or would you do something differently? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, no, because I am a big, a big, like, you know, regrets. I don't really believe in, I believe it's written. Mm. I believe that your life is written and it's how it's meant to be. I do believe that, yes, you know, certain things can change the course a little bit, but I think the big things that happen are meant to happen and they may change days and hours from little turns you take yeah. but I do believe what's meant to be for us is has been written and is meant to be so I, I think that I would end up living like this anyway <laughs> I love that because our lives are written by the master author like yeah you can't there's no one that can write our lives better than I believe God himself <laughs> I agree, yeah. If we go our separate ways, we run away, that's all part of the story. Exactly. And that's the power of it. We can relate to other people. We can help other people with our own story. Yes. And it's all been written for us. And yet exactly. we, may, we may run away as far as we possibly can, but eventually one page turns, a new chapter begins. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Hundred thousand percent. It's whatever. It's already meant to be that way. And I think, like you said, you know, you can run away. You can, you know, change a small thing, but it'll end up happening anyway. The things that because I used to when my mum passed away, that's something I was like, if we knew earlier, if we just. And I spent a lot of time thinking about that. Mm. And then I I spoke to my dad about it, and we both were like, no, it's horrible but it, it it had to happen it meant it was gonna happen that was already written for her story and it you know was a lesson to us and so take that from it mm. so yeah I believe it's all it's all out there for us already mm. and then when that person eventually leaves their story behind we get to read it and exactly 
best thing ever, you know, yeah. you can share like now you're sharing That's your right. story and also your mum's story and the yeah. impact that she left on your life yeah. and Which on the world. Immeasurable to anything else. Yeah. Absolutely. So I love how you answered that question. Well done. Oh, <laughs> Both those questions, they were very hard. <laughs> yeah, they are hard. <laughs> Um, my, my last question for you, or sorry, two more questions for you. Uh, the yeah. last one's more fun. Uh, okay. But this one is my legacy question. So I, I love asking this one at the end. So you've been able to reach the age of 100 and your friends have put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how they got it all. They just did. <laughs> we'll call it magic, right? And yeah. they've shown it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Wow. These questions are incredible. Um, well, I always say of my legacy, I will hope to leave behind is kindness. I hope that people are like, Oh, you, she's, she's kind. She's a nice person. She's generous. Like, uh, I, I try to be empathetic to people and their lives and their stories and what's going on. So I'd, I'd hope it would be that I gave all I could to friendships, family, every relationship in my life. Um, and, and possibly through my music helped people, Mm. you know, I think like not had a hit, but had a song that, you know, was someone's song when they were feeling down to get them through something like in, in terms of career. But aside from that, just kindness and, yeah, that I was a good person. I think that's all, that's my, that's what I want to be known for. You've been very kind to me today in, in coming on my show <laughs> and sharing of your course. story, you know, because I've always said, imagine a world where everyone was just kind. What would that world oh look God. like? Well, I mean, we would, it would be heaven. We would, that's why we're here. <laughs> it's not <laughs> possible here. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like if everyone could just be a little bit more kinder in their life, yeah. how better would everyone's life, not just yours, but everyone else's because kindness breeds kindness. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Like that is what's missing from our world. And you know what too? I, I, I was listening. I don't know if you're a fan of Eckhart Tolle. Yes, I am. Um, yeah. But I love him. And I was listening to the Soul Sundays podcast with him and Oprah. And he says, you know, how, you know, everyone feels a little incomplete and and you're always kind of looking for something. Mm. And we're always, you know, trying to compare or, you know, it's not good enough or whatever it may be. And he says, the only thing that makes us think that way is ego. You know, the soul is complete. The soul is complete. The third eye, wherever he calls it, is complete, knows who it is, is completely fine. And then it's ego that drives everything else. And that comes back to kindness. If we just let go of ego, the world would just be great, you know, if there weren't levels and stages and, um, you know, things that separate us in that way and we just let go of all of that, then the world would just be just what heaven is going to be like. <laughs> heaven on earth. Heaven yeah. on earth, like, yeah. 
And I think that what Eckhart Tolle says is very true about removing ego from one's life. And Mm. I've always said that for many people, this is how you learn humility uh, first and foremost is through failure. So I always say like in failure, you learn humility. So don't be afraid to fail. Absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent because it's not until you fall and you, and also who you, who's there for you when you do get back up to is a huge lesson. Mm. Shedding your life of people that don't need to be there and absolutely falling is the best thing for you. (laughs) It feels like the worst at the time, but it's the best thing for you. I love, um, I don't know if you know who Les Brown is. Oh yes. yes. Yeah. Les Brown. I've, I'm trying to get him on. Um, Oh, wow. He's very, I've actually connected. I'm just trying to pull along, pull along the line. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, But I love his, I love his, um, quote that he says, if you fall down, keep your head up and look up because if you, you look up, you can get up and you're constantly looking forward. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Every single time, like don't fall flat on your face. Yeah. Keep your head up and yes. looking forward because that's important. That's where you're going to go. And to be said about that, mm-hmm. you know, like forward, past is behind you, move forward. It, something I definitely remind myself of every day. Like there's so much more that's going to happen next week that I don't even know about. Yeah. And yeah. Just, being, just being mindful of the future, not allowing it to, I guess, um, make us stressed or worried yes uh, i always used to say don't focus on the what ifs because they haven't happened yet the what ifs will just cause you more stress focus on the what is yes makes you more present you know oh my gosh and eckhart talks about that too is you know being in the stillness and the i'm like <laughs> i need to practice that <laughs> that is my lesson that i want to learn because that is where peace is <laughs> yeah yeah, finding inner peace is, uh, yeah, it's one of those things, lifelong journey, I think. Um, yes. Very, very important. But um, I think that's why we're still here, though. Otherwise, I think when you learn that, you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How funny is that, right? It's a bit, bit ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is, I know. Yeah. But um, moving to more of a fun question now. Uh, yes. I'm a filmmaker, so I love asking this question. Yes. What is your favorite film, your favorite actor, and the last movie that you watched? Oh, good. Okay. Um, favorite film. Oh, I have so many. I mean, I have some fun ones like My Best Friend's Wedding and Grease and Titanic. Like, I love those because they were my mum and I's movies we used to watch together. Um, I feel like Interstellar's pretty incredible. I feel like that movie's like what took me like five days to get over it. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I was like, I'm so confused. And then when I kind of got it, I was like, that's genius. Um, favorite film? Wow, that is a really tough question. Let me come back to it. Yep. Favorite actor? Julia Roberts. Agreed. I I just love her. Like, I just feel like she can do no wrong. She is, 
I just feel like when she's acting, and obviously she's acting, she's playing a role, but there is a realness about her in everything she plays as well that, mm-hmm. that I feel like is how are you doing that? How are you playing a role and still showing us that there's a realness inside of you? Like that I, it's mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. I love her and I just love her, like you know, follow her on Instagram and <laughs> love all her interviews. She's so kind. Um, and the last movie I watched was, what was the last movie I watched? Um, I watch a lot of movies, love movies and TV shows. The last movie I watched, I think was, oh, do you know what it was? Funny enough, Julia Roberts. It was Notting Hill. It was on TV the other day. I love Notting Hill. Yeah. And I've seen it a million times, but I, I can watch it over and over again. Like I love it that much. So I watched it again. I love the ending. The ending is my favourite bit. So good. Yeah. I don't want to spoil Um, it for anyone that hasn't seen it. Oh, my gosh. If you haven't seen it, get onto that immediately. (laughs) Brilliant film. Please go and watch it. It took me ages, believe it or not, to actually sit down and finally watch it. When I did, I was like, damn, I was missing out for so long. It's such a good movie. Yeah, it was so pure. Feel good movies, yeah, but it's yeah. really pure. Yeah. And who it's was um who was his flatmate? Uh, what's his name? Right. I love him. He's yes. hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so just like, good. he's the the most disgusting, but the most real person. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I know some. Everyone's like I know someone like that. Like yeah. that's a little gross. I know that yeah. person. But Actually. Speaking of films, I know this wasn't one of the questions, but there is a movie called The Shack. I don't mm, know if you've yes, seen I've it. Yes, I've heard that one. Yeah, with uh, Sam Worthington. Yeah. yeah. And I very randomly watched it, very randomly, um, and it was like on TV, another thing that it was like on Foxtel or something, and I was like, oh, what's this? And a lot of the lessons in that movie mm. were weirdly what my mum spoke about when she was sick. So many of the things that happens in that movie, she was like saying, like when she was um, conscious because she was going through a bit of stuff with in and out of um, being able to talk and stuff like that. And when she did talk, so many things in that movie line up with what she said, which I think Mm -hmm. is really powerful. I love how movies just do that to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit of a wake-up call. (laughs) Definitely, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Um, Samantha, it's been an absolute joy and, and pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you so much for your kindness, your generosity. And where can people find you? Um, well, on my website, which I think is samanthajadeofficial.com, maybe. Yes. I don't even know. Is that right? That's and my Instagram, which is just Samantha Jade. Um yeah, I've I've been sharing a few things on Instagram lately about um I'm about to do one actually a little bit on anxiety. Mm. Just like giving people a little bit of uh, more insight into my life and my world and yeah. But thank you. Today's been so great. Like conversations like this I don't feel like you have very often, so it's really nice to to kind of peel back the layers and go deep. I love it. I'm glad. Unboxing stories. Your one. Love it. <laughs> I love unboxing. I love it. I don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. 
I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guests today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guests today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it'll go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Fansom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.